Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today is the Midford Sisters. These were um, sisters of the, uh, sort of the Kardashians of their day, Colonel, uh, in Great Britain. Did they have the big booty? Huh? Did they have the big booty? I don't know, but they were they were known for being very controversial. They were members of the English <clears throat> aristocracy, and um, they're kind of like political groupies. One of them actually ends up having this intimate relationship with her Hitler, your oh. good friend. Brandy's good friend. <clears throat> Brandy's, yeah. Brandy's. So we're going to talk about the Mitford sisters, but before we do, let me remind you, we are a comedy podcast we use adult language so if adult language offends you so if you're not an adult turn this off yes. and if you're an adult with a somehow fake sense of morals and ethics and you're kidding <laughs> yourself and you think you're better than us then go fuck yourself and listen to something else well, yeah, we would like to suggest you might try uh, listening to if you like true crime listen to our friends that they walk among us the number one podcast colonel in Great Britain it's well mm-hmm. deserved with our friends uh, Ben and Rosanna. Yeah, um, we also can listen to uh, Insight. Already gone and Insight. Already gone yeah. with our friend Nina. Insight with our friends yeah. Charlie and Allie. Nina's not my friend no more, Timmy. Uh, Nina's not your friend. No. What happened? Did you have a falling out? I had a falling out with Nina. I don't. I, I we can't. got a we got a podcast battle going on, Timmy. Oh, you do. It's like East Coast West Coast. Well, you know we're gonna lose that. You had that whole <laughs> thing going with Allie, and uh, I won. You I see, I'm not sure you did because they're still like in the top 20. I still won. Yeah, but I think, you know, success is the best revenge. And uh, we. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you want to measure it that way, fine. But So you got you got a little uh, competition going with our good friend Nina from Already Gone. Yesterday was my dog's birthday, and she. Yeah, said Rudy's Diddy birthday. Was a handsome dog. And, uh, how old is Rudy now? Rudy's six years old, Timmy. <clears throat> and how, how old is that in dog years? Six. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you have a nice? Uh, we were missing, of course, our our co-host, our good friend Brandy. Yeah, she's out still trying to ruin Christmas for people. Yeah. Well, yes, and uh, you know, getting ready to uh, run uh, New Year's for everyone right, now. Yeah. Uh, she's probably on a drunk. That's what I. <laughs> yeah. It was a winter solstice. She's still dancing around naked, Timmy. You know, she <laughs> in a the like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you know, I thought that uh, perhaps she—I was going to say she was on assignment in North Korea, but then I know no one would have believed that. 
Yeah, but you know she is good friends with Kim Young. Oh, <laughs> she is. <laughs> She's taller than him, but yeah, they're friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, she'd be much taller than him if it wasn't for his hair. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, so, so Brandy's not with us. How how was your holiday, Colonel? Well, Timmy, my holiday was interesting, Tim. I, I had all the boys home. Okay, you got the uh, Taylor and Tanner and, and Logan. Logan. And uh, now the boys are getting older, and they're they're. Becoming, I think, more like their dad, <clears throat> and that they they're a little less intolerant of people too. <laughs> they're less tolerant. I'm well, sorry, you're, less you're not tolerant. known for your tolerance. Yeah, and my wife decided to take them shopping. Okay, with her mother, your mother-in-law. Then. My mother-in-law, who's a wretched woman, just a truly wretched woman, yeah, Timmy. Yeah. You know, every time you say, I don't believe that. No, she is. She is. I okay. mean, imagine the devil. On steroids with a toothache, Timmy, and hungry at the same time. <laughs> That's how my mother-in-law is. And she has this way of just picking at you. Okay. You know, just picking at you. So the boys come through the door. And, and I can, in her defense, Renee could have done a lot better. Yeah. Then for a mother. Yeah. So <laughs> no, no, I meant for with you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyway, Renee and the boys come through the door, and the boys are kind of giggling, and Renee is just, she's smoking, Timmy. She's got smoke coming off her head what was wrong well that's what i asked her and she said ask your son well being that my three boys are idiots to me i don't know which one to ask <laughs> you don't know where to start so i'm like which one of you did it and all taylor and or tanner and logan immediately pointed to tanner taylor so i said what happened and he said it was dad i i just i don't know what happened and i said well ex- walk me through what happened and he said you know the whole the time we were shopping you know how grandma makes because the thing is Tanner is clearly grandma's favorite. Okay. Okay. So she she'll make little remarks to Taylor and uh, whatever, and and Taylor was she finally asked Taylor about his job and mm-hmm. and he's doing, everything. He's doing well. Yeah. He's doing very well. He's got the band. And he's got a job at a real estate company writing for them. And uh, anyway, he. Uh, she asked him about the job and then asked him about the restaurant. But anyway, she finally said the wrong thing to him. What did she say? Um, I believe she she kind of she said something that his, well, couldn't you have got that job without a college? Tanner, Taylor has two degrees, two college right. degrees. Right, and he works in a real estate. As, he's in real as estate. a writer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has a degree in English, degree in philosophy. And he, she said, you went to school all those years and to get that job. And that was just the last thing for Taylor. And Taylor said, "I, Dad, I blacked out. I don't remember it. But in the middle of Macy's, Taylor said, fuck you, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Three words that you rarely hear in combination, yeah, especially yeah, at Christmas time. Yeah, that's Although not... you probably hear it more Christmas time. But he just blurted out, fuck you, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I, I bet Renee was pleased with that. She was not pleased. So then the next night, they all, the whole family comes over. Her family uh-huh. comes over. And Renee's mom is complaining about the pasta salad that uh, Renee made because mm-hmm. she loves the pasta salad, but she don't like onions. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting on the couch, and she's in the dining room, and she said, oh, I wish they wouldn't have put onions in this pasta salad. I love this pasta salad. So I just yelled from my couch, fuck you, Grandma, pick them out. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, oh, so you, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Renee loved that as well. She was not as amused as the boys and the rest uh, of the family. Man, you, you, you have, uh, you, you guys have uh, fun. It sounds like at the holidays. We do. Grandma didn't have a whole lot of well, fun, but fuck her. <laughs> do you generally get along well with her, or no? Um, I get along well with her as long as she remembers a place to me. I see. All right. Well, talking. Speaking of families, we're going to talk about a, a pretty strange family, Colonel. Uh, uh, and when we're talking about the story, the Midford sisters, you ready to talk about this thing? I'm ready, Timmy. All right. This is a history again, history related topic. You know that we can't do when we can't Brandy's do when. Around. No, she just doesn't. Well, she likes to focus on serial killers and the m- more morbid, uh, darker mm-hmm. side of human nature. Yeah, yeah. sometimes but, that. Well, I I think she gets a perverse thrill from it. Too. I, I you think that she it's like uh, uh, whacking off. I the think it's sexual, with, Timmy. You think I so? I think it's sexual. Yeah. Hmm. All right, the Midford sisters were members of the English aristocracy and would become, uh, as I said, the Kardashians of their day. They were six sisters in all. They grew up in the early twentieth century. They would become all become involved with uh, very powerful men. They were kind of political groupies. Mm, okay, I got you. Two of the sisters would go on to become best-selling authors. Uh, there was only one boy born in this family, and he was a he was a middle child. His name was Tom. He ended up getting killed during the Second World War, fighting in Burma. I wouldn't and, want to fight. I wouldn't get killed in Burma. If I got killed in World War II, I wanted to be landing on the beaches of Normandy, Timmy. Yeah, well, he Tom, Iwo Jima, but Tom Burma. Tom would not fight in Europe because he was a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they put him in the Asian theater. Uh, um, but I've been in Burma. I, I actually walked across the uh, border. I was in northern Thailand, and uh, you know they we, we were Zach. At this point, they call it the Golden Triangle because it's where uh, Laos, Cambodia, and Burma or Myanmar yeah. now comes together. And uh, I just kind of walked across the border and came back just because, just so I could say I was I had been in Burma. But anyway, uh, he died in Burma. But the sisters achieved um, notoriety for their controversial, but stylish lives as young people. So, as I said, they're kind of like the Kardashian. I don't know how they probably didn't have big butts, but uh, they had big mouths, that's for sure. Um, and uh, they were known for, the, as I said, for being involved with powerful men. Um, and they were a very diverse family. One was a devoted communist, while the rest were devoted fascists. Colonel, so you can imagine what they're think uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Christmas holiday, <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, holidays are like around the old uh, dining room table. Um, for the sake of this podcast, we're only going to focus on three of the more controversial sisters. Uh, Diana, who uh, was not the oldest of the six, but she was the oldest of the three, she would marry the leader of the UK Fascist Party. So there's something you can be proud of. Uh, Jessica, uh, who was uh, the one younger than, or actually Jessica was the youngest. She ended up uh, she turned her back on her whole family and become a communist. And uh, Unity Mitford, the one, the middle daughter, uh, would end up moving to Germany and uh, become a devoted Nazi and had an affair with Adolf Hitler. So, um, quite the family, Colonel. 
Well, the, and, and Timmy, I'm going to say this is something you won't read in history books, Timmy. Okay, you're going you're going to give um, some insight that we yeah. we, we normally it, we wouldn't pick up. Uh, yeah, and people, you know, Hitler. They've written so much about him, but the the thing that they don't often write about Hitler was uh, Hitler was a ladies' man. Timmy, he was a ladies' man. He was a little la- ladies' man, and what? it was it was that mustache, Timmy. Oh yeah. What, what the, about the mustache? They. That form of mustache, Timmy, they used to call it the clit tickler. <laughs> that little brushy is thing that right, right on the is thing. That, did it get its name from Hitler then? The Hitler? The clitter? No, they used to call, the ladies used to call him clitler. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, oh, they, it'd be like, how clitler? <laughs> how clitler? Because he would do it. He had, screaming, how Hitler? Why that's why. Down I, on him? Yeah, Gary. You. That's why he wouldn't let any other other men in the, in the Nazi party have that kind of mustache. Ah, I see. Because he was what? saving that particular. It was. It was. The yeah, brush. you probably couldn't wear that mustache if you were in Germany. You probably, <laughs> no, you, you wouldn't. And you couldn't wear that mustache today. Either. No, he, I think he kind of. Did he killed away. that technique. Yeah, he killed for everybody, that style for, for forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many. You know, if you watch uh, the History Channel, it's like it really is the Hitler Channel. It's like it all Hitler all the time. <laughs> oh, Hitler, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you're, you're, I swear to God, one one day I was watching it, and they had to show one day he was a drug addict. The next day, he had, the next show came on, he was uh, homosexual, mm-hmm. and then the show after that, he was uh, a uh, meth addict and asexual. And then uh, they had a show on where he was banging all these women. So. I think pretty much is considered he's considered to have been asexual. He he liked women to dote on him, like yeah. Gorbel's wife. Mm-hmm. Gorbel's wife, she he she doted on him and stuff. And he did have, um, of course, he married Ava Braun. Yeah. Uh, but he who who will come up in he a married her and shot himself. Yeah. Well, yeah, that might be the best <laughs> approach to marriage. Yeah. But. Uh, he he had these weird relationships. Like he had a relationship with his niece. His niece, yeah. Who ended up that killing was a weird all one. the women that Hitler has been around kills herself. Because you know why? Because he does that clit tickler <laughs> thing on him. Timmy. He does the clitler on and him. They're and after that. They just how how are you going to compete with that? I mean, <laughs> I they're just know. like you know what? Hell with that. I've reached the pinnacle. I'm just done. I can't. You know. So that's it, huh? Yeah. I mean, you can grow one of those big bushy beards that don't do the same thing. Yeah. No. It's that. It's that little. Uh, it's that little brush. Yeah. It's that right, little brush uh, he got right on his the nose. Well, you know, he, he he had his niece that he had this weird relationship mm. with, and she ended up killing herself yeah. with his gun. Um, and of course, Ava Braun at, at the fall uh, in the bunker, she killed herself. And now the lady we're going to talk about today, Unity uh, Mitford. Would end up um, killing herself too, yeah. um, and also with his gun. So, um, <laughs> damn, he should have locked that son bitch up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway, let's get to a little background on the, this the Mitford family. Uh, the girl's father was David Freeman Mitford. He was the second Baron of Risdale. I don't know what that means, but you know, I, I can't. I never can understand. He the was British. the backup Baron. I can never understand the British aristocracy. I don't understand. You know, I know there's lords and barons and you know ladies and dames and all that, but I never. I can never understand like how it works. But anyway, he was married to a woman named Sydney Bowles. I wonder if she was a relation to Camilla Parker Bowles. Camilla Parker Bowles. I wonder Bowles. if she looked like an equine. I don't know. But they were they were actually related um, to Churchill. They were like cousins. To the Bifford girls. Oh, really? Cousins. Yeah, Winston Churchill. I like Churchill. 
You see, I thought you would. I thought I like you, Churchill would be your kind of guy. I went to see um, Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty good. It, I don't know how historical accurate it was, but it was pretty good. Um, I, I'm not a big Churchill fan because I, he kind of reminds me of Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. He's like he never met a war he didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I will say I think he was the right person, the right time, the right place. The <laughs> and then when war. he wasn't, they got rid of his ass right away. <laughs> yeah, like as soon as the war, as soon as was, the war over, was over, we're done with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know he was wrong. He when he was wrong, he was really wrong. Gallipoli, yeah. uh, India. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he did. In fairness to him, he he warned about the Nazis, and uh, like I said, I think he was the right person at the right time. But that you're right. As soon as the war was over, I think even the, I have to look it up. I think it was like even in 1945, the same year the war mm-hmm. ended. Yeah. Oh no, it was right <laughs> after the war was over. As soon yeah. as the war was over, they were like, "We're done with you." Yeah. Thanks. Go mm-hmm. write your books now. Yeah. Um, anyway, they were, the, this family was related to Churchill. Um, David was a member of the House of Lords, uh, but he kept a pretty low profile of a member, as a member of that chamber. He uh, was a bit eccentric and was prone to fits of rage. Hmm. Yeah, sounds like one of our serial killers. <laughs> and our co-hosts. Although he was a... <laughs> yeah, it really sounds like our absent co-host. Although he was a large landowner, he was not really wealthy. And... It, and it's funny to like the Diana Diana Midford. She lived to be like almost a hundred years old. And I saw an interview her uh, interview with her on YouTube. It was like mm-hmm. from the nineteen eighties. And she still she still is excusing you know she still was excusing Hitler. But anyway, she said she described the family as uh, a poor rich family. So, in other words, they 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 was wealthy compared to the average person, mm. but when the circles they ran in, they were considered poor. Poor, if that makes sense. But anyway, they were seven children in all, and with seven mouths to feed, and of course servants. You have servants to pay, Colonel. Yeah. <clears throat> he could not maintain the expense of his large home. Uh, they they had a large home in uh, northern England, so he bought this other manor uh, called the. Astall Manor, and um, so his family moved there, and he the the family was pretty much isolated. Like the kids were uh, homeschooled, mm-hmm. and they didn't really socialize with any uh, with any of the people in you know, nearby. They did socialize some with the aristocracy, though. But uh, in terms of like people in that the village that they lived, they they had very little interaction. Um. He was disappointed that he only had one son. He, like I said, of all the he, all the uh, kids they had, uh, seven. He had seven children, only one son. Um, David did not believe in formal education, so all of his daughters and sons were homeschooled by a governess. Yeah, did you have a governess when you were growing up, Colonel? Um, I had a governor. Yeah, he was Strickland. He was a mean man. <laughs> How <laughs> was he? Yeah, he was not a pleasant. Man. Okay, um, so uh, he he had him homeschool. He built up on a pretty extensive library, so all of his children became very well read, even though they didn't have much of a formal education. And um, like I said, two of the daughters went on to be best-selling authors, so I guess they did something right. 
But some of the people, some of the smartest people I know don't have formal educations. Well, the thing with them was, though, it, it, um, they, they were well learned. You know, they, 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 they read a lot and they, and they, you know, they, they, they were educated, but they missed the social interactions of going to school. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, um, if they were just staying on them, that yeah, estate. they were in, on the estate in a rural area. And it, the family pretty much kept to themselves. So these kids, these daughters, were like always competing with each other because mm-hmm. that's, you know, normally you get in a school setting and you, you know, you get your little cliques and you get, you know, you're competing against other kids or you're developing relationships with other children. They just had each other. Yeah. As they grew o- older, they became more engaged though in British uh, social circles. Uh, I'm sure, like you do, Colonel. I'm sure you're, well, you travel in uh, some uh, pretty. I'm actually uh, I I, I kind of hang out in the uh, Taiwanese. Oh, are you uh, in Taiwanese yeah. aristocracy? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, but you know, Brent, uh, in the uh, Romanian Ben and uh, Ben and Rosanna, you know, they 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 travel in these circles. Oh yeah, yeah. I run into them from time to time. Oh, do you? <laughs> SRAs and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure you'll be at the world. They'll be at the royal mm-hmm. wedding. Don't you think? Uh, well, you know, it's people can often confuse me and Ben. Oh really? Yeah, I never know. No, yeah, I didn't like know that. One of the podcast, those one of the podcast guys. Which one's Ben? Which one's Chuck? I know yeah, yeah. Their yeah, voices yeah. sound similar. They kind of yeah. look alike. They both got Ben's got well, more will tattoos. Will you guys be going to I the do. royal wedding next year? Um, I w- I do not know if Ben's taking me as my his date or if he's taking Rosie. Uh, well, yeah. Well, she's his wife. Yeah, so, but I'm his friend. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure it'll be a coin flip. Uh, so anyway, um, they started engaging in British social, social circles. I said they were uh, relative. Actually, um, two of the girls would go on. Uh, you know how you know how this aristocracy is. It's like they're all. It's like a big incestuous mm. you know, relationship. Anyway, um, they were related. To, um, they would go and marry their cousins. One was. Uh, as I said, one of their uh, one would include the nephew of Winston Churchill. I said they were related before, yeah. right? and the other one was uh, uh, related to another uh, prominent. That's why I got uh, that. They all got that uh, homophilia to me. Uh, now that's the royal family oh. <laughs> hemophilia. You mean homophilia? Oh, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, like I said, the girls were fiercely competitive with one another. And this was a trend that carried forward throughout their adulthood, and we'll kind of get into that when we get into these stories. Um, the girls grew up in the early 20th century where they would become well-known uh, and often photographed at, at, by the press, and they attended these important social events. So it was, again, you know, kind of the paparazzi would follow them around, and they would, you know, they, they were kind of famous for being famous. Yeah. Not like you, Colonel. They didn't deserve. They didn't earn their fame. Like I have earned my fame the hard way. Too. I know, but they didn't. Uh, but now Brandy's kind of famous for being famous. Yeah, yeah. She hasn't really done. And famous for know. her bad behavior. And that's yeah. these girls. Infamous, kind of, really. Yeah, yeah. Infamous, exactly. It's slutty. <laughs> I am not touching that. Uh, uh, in the late 1930s, with the rise of Mussolini in Italy, and uh, your uh, Brandy's good friend Adolf Hitler in Germany. Yeah. I, I think Brandy was good friends with both Benito. She called him Ben, I think. Big Ben. Yeah. 
big deal. El Duce. I think, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I think that's what she called him, wasn't it? The Deuce. Yeah. Uh, and she was, of course, Brandy's good friends with her, Hitler. Mm-hmm. Um, the children became enamored with fascism and uh, were openly anti-Semitic. So these are... You know, very lovely girls, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Something to be proud of. Just openly anti-Semitic. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) The one exception was the youngest daughter, Jessica, and uh, she would go on to become a devoted communist. Well, you know, they were a diverse family, too. They were very diverse. Uh, The daughter who was considered the most attractive was the Mitter daughter, Diana Mitford. In 1928, at the age of 18, she became engaged to... Uh, and married Brian Walter Guinness of the uh, Guinness. Uh, yeah, an Irishman. Yeah, the uh, he was uh, an Irish uh, aristocrat and uh, heir to the Guinness brewing fortune. Oh, so she did pretty well. Yeah, for well, she did, but she apparently didn't like marriage. She got bored pretty quickly. Uh, beginning, but anyway, in, in initially, her parents were opposed to the engagement, um, but uh, they went ahead and got married anyway. Mm-hmm. And then the family kind of, and they kind of accepted it when they found out how much money he had. Mm-hmm. That um, would change my mind. Yeah, so he was, you know, he was loaded. The marriage was short-lived, however. They moved on a uh, an estate, and she, Diana was just, you know, she was, you know, she was eighteen. She she just got bored pretty quickly. She started having an affair with a guy by the name of Sir Oswald Mosley. And this guy is an interesting <clears throat> character. He was a member of Parliament. The actually at the time the youngest member of parliament, but he would uh, resign his post to found and lead the British Union of Fascists, Colonel. <laughs> so, so she knows how to pick them. Yeah. Uh, and this guy is, a, he's an, he actually was, I, I went, I told you, I went to see Darkest Hour and this guy's actually mentioned in this. Oh, is he? Yeah, because in, in 1940, when Germany was, uh, when it looked like uh, Germany would invade yeah. British islands, they were afraid that this uh, leader of the British um, Union of Fascists, this uh, Mosley guy, would be installed as if 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 there was an invasion and Germany took over, they would install this guy kind of as their puppet. They should have killed him. Well, we'll get to that. Diana fell madly in love with Mosley and told him. That, but this is before. This is before the war, right? This is when mm-hmm. uh, early nineteen thirty-two. Yes, thirty-two. She fell madly in love with Mosley and told him she was willing to walk away from her marriage and wealthy lifestyle to be with him. And um, so they had an affair, but he was married at the time, Mosley was, and he refused to leave his wife for Diana. Uh, But Diana left her husband for him anyway, so she walked (laughs) away from her fortune, got a, a, a crappy apartment just to be near this Mosley character. It must have been. Yeah, like I mean, you're going to leave, you yeah. know, the guy. Well, first of all, you're married to a Guinness. The guy's rich. You get all the beer you want. He might have had a tiny wiener, Timmy. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Although, I think most fascists have tiny wieners. I, th- I believe they do. Yeah. I believe it comes with They it. compensate by, that's why Hitler you know, had to get the mustache. And things, huh? Yeah, that's why Hitler had to get mustache. <laughs> yeah. A tiny wiener wasn't doing nothing for the ladies, but yeah, Hitler learned I mean, a trick. So, um... In 1933, so she leaves her husband to just kind of be near this Mosley character. In 1933, as fate would have it, Mosley's wife dies. So she dies unexpectedly. And so Diana thinks, okay, now his wife is dead. Um, 
I should be in good, pretty good shape, right? Yeah, I'm doing I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Well, he starts dating his dad's wife's younger sister. What? <laughs> <laughs> so he fucked over a little bit. But it, but she was persistent. She stayed with it. And eventually, um, Mosley and Diana became a couple in 1934. Um, and they would end up um, getting married. Uh, this strained the relationship with Mosley and uh, Diana and her sisters, especially with Jessica, the devout communist, because oh, she yeah. hated uh, fascists. But uh, the other sister, Uni- Unity, um, she became fascinated uh, with uh, the fascist movement. And there's even rumors that Unity and um, Mosley had an affair. So Ooh. this is, yeah, it's all fucked up. In 1936, Diana and Mosley were married in London. So she was now married to the top fascist in Great Britain. Meanwhile... I don't uh, know if that's something to brag about. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Diana's sisters, younger sisters, Unity and Jessica, Jessica, were developing their own political awareness. At 16, um, Unity uh, became enamored with uh, the new German Chancellor Adolf Hitler... I mean, from afar, just by news rules. Mm-hmm. She didn't know him at that point. And as I said, Jessica became uh, a committed communist. They, they shared a room in their home, and on Unity's side of the room, it was decorated with swastikas and photos of Hitler, probably like Brandy's, mm-hmm. and probably like Brandy's she, 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 Stalin, she, she shed at home. She got the big three in there. Yeah, <laughs> so Stalin and yeah, Pol Pot. <laughs> Pol Pot, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so on one side of this room, these girls share unity side, their swastikas, photos of Hitler and such, while on Jessica's side of the room, it was painted red mm-hmm. and covered with a, a huge hammer and sickle. That to, seemed like that just, that room had a bad juju in it, Timmy. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Oh, man. Can't hardly you know, it's a, I mean, you know, it, it's not like picking out which of the, um... Yeah, are you... New kids on the block that you like. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's either Hitler or Stalin or whatever. So anyway, um, initially the girls' obsessions with politics seemed just like a bit of a sibling rivalry. But as time went on, the girls would discover their political interests would uh, have real-world implications. So we're going to talk about that. Um, Jessica, the youngest, developed a disdain for her family and for their opulent lifestyle. So she kind of turned away from the uh, wealth. Because she was a communist. Yeah, she had communist leanings. And she became known as the red sheep of the family, Colonel. I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, by the time she was 11, she was already depositing her weekly allowance into a savings account that she called her running away fund, a fund that she would eventually use to run away. Run away. In 1937, when she was 19 years old, Jessica ran away with her cousin um, by the name of Edmund Romanley. Edmund Romanley was the nephew by marriage of Winston Churchill. But, you know, I can't see Winston being really happy with these girls' choices at this point. <laughs> he, he hated communists and he hated fascists. So I can't see him being really supportive yeah. of these their um, uh, choices. But anyway... Jessica, Jessica and Edmund fell madly in love and eloped to Spain. Um, the two joined forces in the uh, joined the anti-fascist forces who were fighting 
Francisco Franco in the Spanish Civil War. Romley picked up work as a reporter and war correspondent for the News Chronicle. So she runs away from home when she's 19. This, you know, she walks, disavows her family, runs away with her uh, cousin, and uh, joins the uh, communist cause in the Spanish Civil War. After seeing the atrocities committed by Franco in Spain, Jessica spoke out against uh, fascism and uh, spoke out uh, against her oldest sister, Diana, who, of course, was at this point married to the leading fascist in Great Britain, uh, Mosley. So um, after the war, after the Spanish uh, Civil War, Jessica and Edmund moved to London and lived in the East End in a mostly poor industrial area. Although back in England, Jessica refused to have any contact with her sisters or brother, Tom. Uh, Tom was, as we said, was also a devoted fascist. Um, Jessica gave birth at home to a daughter, uh, Julia Decca Romilly. On December 20th, 1937, the baby died of, mes- of the measles epidemic the following May. And they, you know, the measles was uh, spreading throughout, you know, this... Uh, basically slum that they were living in. Yeah. And uh, had she, you know... Had she kept the money, the baby had, had be alive. she lived in, uh, yeah, in the rural part of uh, England with her, her family, she, her daughter would probably... Or just got her a vaccination, Timmy. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, our friend Unity our, uh, continued to be enthralled with Nazi Germany. Now, this is, you know, late 30s now. Um, and with uh, Adolf Hitler. Because Diana's husband was the head of the British fascist party, uh, he and Diana were invited to Germany by Hitler, by the Nazi party, and they invited Unity to join them. Yeah, that's probably was a mistake. Yeah. You can see this train wreck all over yeah, right now. Unity, you don't even have to know the you know story. It's going to be a bunch of arguments at dinner. <laughs> yeah. you, don't even, you don't even have to know yeah. the story. Attractive 19-year-old girl going with her older sister to meet Hitler. I mean, it's just you know it's not going to end well. Anyway... Unity uh, went with Diana and her brother-in-law. They traveled to Germany as part of the British delegation from the British Union of Fascists to the 1933 Nuremberg rally where she saw Hister, Hist, uh, Hitler for the first time. And if you want to impress a woman, take her to the Nuremberg rally. Oh, yeah, that, that was a big deal. Yeah, that's, that's a way to get in her pants. Anyway, uh, Unity would later say the first time she saw him, meaning Hitler, she knew there was no one in the world that she would rather meet. It's, I think she wrote a song. The first time <laughs> yeah. ever I saw I think Hitler. she wrote that? Unity wrote yeah. that song? No. Yeah. Um, so uh, 19, year old, 19 years old, Unity Mitford developed her plan to stalk the Fuhrer. Colonel. That sounds like a, one of those Technopop songs. <laughs> stalk the Fuhrer. Stalk yeah, the Fuhrer. kind of does. A little mix there. Little, yeah. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Stop the Fuhrer. Stop the Fuhrer. Unity told her father that she wanted to study German. Ah, the old I want to study German boy. Yeah. And he paid for her to travel to Munich and enroll into a language school in Munich. I've been to Munich. Munich, and it is. Munich. I've been to Munich, too. I've been to <laughs> Munich, and it's really not. I mean, Bavaria is beautiful, but there's not a whole lot going on in Munich. But I did see where the beer hall push occurred. That was kind of cool. The pooch. Pooch. Unity rented a flat near Nazis' headquarters, as, of course, every young woman would, would oh, do. Oh, yeah. Unity learned that Hitler loved dining at a restaurant called the Osteria Bavaria in Munich. And every day she would sit, sit in the cafe waiting for him to come to the, this restaurant. At first, uh, she would see him there. She would smile on him, and he would smile back. After about 10 months of this, Hitler finally asked one of his aides who the young lady was, and they they informed him that she was a an English aristocrat whose family was sympathetic to the Reich, and Hitler invited her to his table. Hmm. They had lunch. Uh, they talked about over 30 minutes, uh, and hit, with Hitler picking up the check. So well, never Hitler, let me said that— Hitler was not a cheap man. No, he was not a cheap tyrant. No. <laughs> uh, of course, I mean, who knows? He probably didn't pay the bill, but— But, you know— Klitler was a terrible tipper to me. You know, I read that because um, all of Germany, Germany's, during the war, Germany's postage stamps had Hitler's face on it. Mm-hmm. He got paid uh, uh, royalties for that. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah paid. Nice. And then, like, all, every school was required to, uh, to to teach Mein Kampf, mm-hmm. and he got, he got royalties. Oh, yeah, he got royalties that. for yeah. that, yeah. So anyway... Um, Unity was beside herself with excitement, of course, to meet the Fuhrer. And she wrote a letter home to her father in which she said, It's the most wonderful and most beautiful day of my life. I'm so happy that I, I wouldn't mind a bit dying right now. Well, I wish she would have wish <laughs> we could have helped her with that. I suppose I am the luckiest girl in the world. For me, he is the greatest man of all time. Well, that makes you want to puke. Yeah. Um, over the next five years, the English schoolgirl would become a member of Hitler's Inner circle. Kind of like I our would, friend Brandon. I, I wonder if she ran into the devil there, Jimmy. I'm sure she did. So uh, tell us what happens next, huh? Well, Unity started hanging out at every major Nazi event, Timmy. All right. And rally. She switched. Uh, she and watched you can the, see, by the way, just, I don't want to interrupt Yeah, you, you can see her. Yeah, there's footage of her where you see her at the, uh, when you know, the, you've seen the footage of Hitler going into the, going into mm-hmm. Austria. Yeah. And there's Unity. She's yeah. like on the balcony. Come on. It's like, a, you remember the Woody Allen movie, uh, Chameleon? Yeah. They, they, mm-hmm. they show him yeah. with the Pope. And up, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, they like show she was with, like Forrest Gump. Yeah. I mean, everywhere, like the Nuremberg rallies, yeah. the the Hitler youth rallies. And you see, you, you'll see her there. You'll see her in the footage. So I'm sorry. Continue, Colonel. No, but she, uh, she, she watched the Olympics from Hitler's private box. In 36. Now, in a weird coincidence, Timmy, Unity was conceived when her parents were panning for gold in Canada in 1914 in a little village called Swastika, Canada, Timmy. Oh, you think she dropped that line on him? Yeah, you know she used that all the time. (laughs) 
Now, Hitler became smitten with this young blonde British girl, and he was struck by her curious connections to the Germanic culture, including her middle name, Valkyrie, to me. Ah, the, it was like, like a German Nordic god or Nordic Yeah. God. Now, Mifford's granddaughter, Algernon Freeman Mifford, had been a friend of Richard Wagner, one of Hitler's Wagner. idols. Now, together, Hit, Hitler and Unity... Hitler and unity live together in perfect harmony. So I don't sound like a song to me, to me. But anyway, Hitler and unity. How would she get such a fucked up name? Because her well, sister's got normal names. Unity. What is it? Unity. Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah. Midford. Yeah. Sounds pretty. Well, snobbish. unity is like a sweet kind yeah, of name. Yeah, and then you yeah. got Valkyrie. I'm going to draw you all together and destroy you. I had a friend who named her daughter Freedom. Freedom? Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I, well, there was a kid that went to school with my boys. His real name was Diablo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a cool name. I, might, <laughs> I'm, I think I might go start going by Diablo. <laughs> well, I think I, the devil's I, already I need to got wear you. a cape. I think you do need a cape, Timmy. Yeah. But pull don't, that off. don't come at the devil with a cape on. <laughs> <laughs> She's already made the. So, anyway. Um, let's see, where was we at? Her interaction with Hitler made her, her even more fanatical, Timmy. When he announced the Austrian Anschluss in 1938, she appeared with him on the balcony in Vienna. When Nazis stirred up trouble in the Sudanland in Czechoslovakia, Timmy, Unity delivered Nazi propaganda and flyers to supporters yeah, like and were arrested. Like Wherever shit's yeah. going on, she's there. And she's, I mean, you'll see pictures of her in like the, not, the black shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the SS black shirt. It, it's kind of creepy, though. I don't know. Well, Hitler, she got arrested by the Czech police, but Hitler got her released. And um, now many prominent uh, Nazis were suspicious of her with, and her relationship to their Fuhrer. <laughs> I would imagine. In his memoirs, Inside the like Third Reich. At the time. Yeah, Reich, or Albert Speer, said of this group, one tacit agreement prevailed. No one must mention politics. The sole exception was Lady Mitford, who even in the later years of international tension persistently spoke up for her country and often actually pleaded with Hitler to make a deal with Britain. In spite of Hitler's discouraging reserve, she did not abandon her efforts through all those years. Why didn't she just give him a hummer? I mean, she wanted fascism to take hold in Great Britain, and she was torn up that... uh, you know, that it was going the other direction when it looked like the two countries were going to go, uh, we're going to go, we're going to declare war on each other. So, well, Unity was once summoned to Hitler's headquarters where she continued to discuss possible German-Britain alliance with Hitler. Going so far as to supply lists of potential supporters and enemies, Unity told Hitler that who could be counted on and who would have to be shot, Timmy. That's kind of treasonous shit. Well, I got my need-to-be-shot list over here, too. (laughs) Meanwhile, as relations between Germany and England deteriorated, Diana and her husband, Mosley, came under suspicion of British intelligence. Well, you know, being the leader leader of the fascist movement probably gets you on their radar. Well, and and just hanging out, rubbing elbows with Hitler. Yeah, that makes you the Nuremberg rallies. (laughs) It probably does get you, kind of give you a second look. He began to spend more and more time with Unity, and their relationship became the source of speculation in the British press. Sounds scandalous. Oh, yeah. Britain went so, Unity went so far 
to give interviews in the German press that published photos of her wearing a black shirt similar to those worn by the SS, Timmy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what I saw in, in videos and things. And it, like I said, it's pretty creepy. In article, Unity praised Hitler and the National Socialists. She urged fascism for England and stated that she hated Jews. Now, that's just a mean thing to say. Well, you know, Nazis are like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are. What are you gonna do? Nazis are pretty. They're not a. They're not a tolerant group of people. No, no, no. They're not very tolerant at all. Um, exactly. In the article, she she praised it, uh, Hitler, and she became basically a tool for Nazi propaganda. Unity even gave a speech at the National Rally of Hitler Youth and denounced again, denounced Jews. You yeah, know, I mean, if you're all for fascism and stuff, but why? You know, I never made that connection. Why you got to turn on the Jews? It, it just doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, there's this whole. I guess it. They, who know? I mean, it's it's a stupid thing to try to figure out because it's a stupid. Uh, yeah, it's a stupid movement, but you know, I guess they're anti-communist and and it's a, that's what I never could understand. Okay, so they're anti-Bolsheviks, right? Right. Okay, so. They tie Eastern Europeans and Jews and Bolsheviks like all together, right? That, and yet they blame the Jews for being, you know, mm. uh, capitalist. Right. <laughs> like, what, wait a minute, you have yeah. to pick one or the other. What are, what are, are they, they un, you know, <clears throat> yeah. are, are they, the are they bankers, uncaring are capitalists? They the money changers? Yeah. <laughs> are they communists? Pick one or the other. But, you know, it's who it's you can't understand it because it makes no sense. But no, but they just seem to be. Uh, well, it, that never made any sense to me, but <laughs> Unity was widely condemned in the British press, with many calling for her arrest and impounding her passport, Timmy. Sounds like that would be an appropriate thing to do for treason. Yeah. Now, his relationship with her did not sell well with his mistress, Eva Braun. Oh, Eva is getting pissed off. Now. Yeah, Eva's getting a little aggravated. In 1938, Timmy, Eva Mm-hmm. attempted suicide after noting Hitler's relationship with unity in her diary. Hitler seemed to play the two off each other, enjoying when they showed jealousy, which which man doesn't, Timmy. We well, like to do that. Yeah. The colonels had many a women fight over him, so I know how Hitler was feeling here. I've, I read it where they, that uh, Hitler stayed single so that he could appeal to German women. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that was... Like if he got, they were afraid if he got married that he'd lose some of the support of German women who all. You know, I, I don't see a lot of people throwing panties at her <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> room ballad. Yeah, yeah but <clears throat> there weren't, a, there weren't a whole so. lot of G strings up on the but stage. You know, right? But you know, it's, it gets in the whole Hitler topic, which you you want to say. Uh, and I'm not excusing Hitler. He was, you know, he was evil, but. He didn't kill all those people by himself. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he had some help. And it wasn't like, oh, you know, that guy, yeah, I'm glad he's gone after the war, you know. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he, but it, he had to have some support along the way to kill six million people. Well, that's how, that'd be a hard thing to do by yourself. Yeah, to me. yeah that's what I'm saying. But you, yeah. it, everyone was like, no, you know, we were just following orders. We were doing what he told us to do. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't think that can fly. I don't think that flies. Now, in my lifetime, I have, I have myself disappointed over six million people, Timmy. <laughs> Especially women, right? <laughs> Especially women, yeah. Including so, your mother-in-law. Well, she's yeah. Does she's she have a, anything in common? She's with over her, forty, Hitler? though. She's <laughs> she's over forty. I don't know oh. if she's really a woman, Timmy. 
Does she so, has does she have anything in common with her her Hitler? The mustache. She got the mustache. <laughs> the oh, mustache. Man. Does she listen to the podcast? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, so in 1938, Hitler gave Unity a choice of four apartments in Munich. One flat lived by the um, one flat lived in by a Jewish couple. Unity went to see the apartment to discuss her, de- de- her decorations and design plans. While the soon-to-be dispossessed couple was sitting, sat in the kitchen crying, what kind yeah, of motherfucker so, is this? So, so you're bitch, walking in there, you got these two little old Jewish people sitting at the kitchen table, and losing like, their home, losing their home, and they're like, you know, I think I'm gonna change your curtains. She's measuring the dress. Yeah, she, just, what yeah a whore. I don't think she. I don't think she was a very nice person. I think. I think that's well established at yeah. this point. Well, anybody that really wants to hang around Hitler, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That probably the only you know I even think I even think uh, his his German Shepherd was a prick. Blondie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even like a German Shepherd. So, <laughs> right. uh, in uh, the 1939 Beirut Festival, Hitler warned Unity and her sister Diana, who was visiting, that the war with Britain was inevitable within weeks, and they should return home. Speaking Unity, of that, you know, because you know, most all presidents have dogs. I've seen Trump criticized this week for not mm-hmm. having a dog. What kind of prick doesn't have a dog? <laughs> I mean, that, see, that's why it, it, I didn't Trump like. Trump deserves a lot of criticism. No, but no, I mean, no. Come on, not that's his a dog. big to me. That's the big criticism. When you Hitler don't had like a dogs, dog. <laughs> I know Mussolini that's what had I'm a saying. dog. Exactly. At least you got the worst tyrants in the world. These motherfuckers can at least get dogs. <laughs> But Trump's like, I don't like dogs. Well, what kind of <laughs> prick are you now? At least pretend not to be a big prick. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. What president doesn't have a dog? Yeah. A dog is a national. I yeah, mean, like every president. I think every president. I, I'm, no, I, I don't know that for sure, but. But I got to tell you, last few dogs. Because dog. Obama's, remember, they bought one. Yeah, they, but you know what? They disappointed me with that dog. <laughs> Bush had that little, little ankle biter dog. I mean, I want to see a some bitch come out with a, a big Rottweiler. I want a Doberman. <laughs> I want somebody pit who can bull. just yeah, pit bull, just big old scary looking thing. That's what I want for some for the president's dog. So anyway, now at the Beirut festival, Hitler wanted Unity to go home, um, but she decided to stay in Germany. Now in September, because yeah, right now it, this is moving in thirty eight, thirty nine. Uh, relations between Germany and Britain is starting to. Worsen, yeah, and uh, well, they're about to get really bad because on September 1, 1939, Germany invaded Poland, Timmy. Yes, and that was soon followed by a declaration of war between Germany and Britain. Distraught and alone in a Munich apartment, she heard the news about the declaration of war. She took a walk in the English garden, took out a pistol that Hitler gave her as a gift. Unity placed it at her right temple and squeezed the trigger. It lodged in her brain, but did not kill her. See, that's why you don't do that, Timmy. Not the right tempo? You don't do it, period. You don't shoot yourself with right. a gun. You end up being a vegetable. Jump if you're really going to do it, there's two ways. All right. Trains uh-huh. and jump from a high building. Okay. What but we're not advocating either. We're not advocating either, but that's a danger. You know, only 70% of people who shoot themselves attempt suicide actually succeed. Well, she actually is successful, but it takes a while. But. Yeah. You know, in her case, I don't feel bad. I mean, we do a lot of these stories where, you know, celebrities kill themselves, and mm-hmm. it's kind of sad, but uh, I don't, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling her, Colonel. Well, Hitler visited, now, doctors wouldn't remove the bullet because they were afraid it would kill her. Hitler came to see her, 
um, pay for her medical bills. After six weeks, she regained her ability to speak, but was left permanently damaged. Meanwhile, Diana and her husband Mosley were arrested and thrown in the clink in prison for the Good. duration of the war. Now, by this point, Jessica and her left-leaning husband, Edmund, <clears throat> Edmund Romilly, had emigrated to the United States. In 1940, Edmund joined the Canadian Air Force and was shot down over France. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, because the Canadian Air Force, well, they lost the only plane, I believe. What, they have, like, two planes? No, one wouldn't no. start you know and the, the other the, one? You know, who the first, you know who the, how the first Canadian died in the Second World War? How? On the Athenia, the ship that uh, by oh, no uh -huh, that sunk uh, two days. I think the day, the uh, two days after Germany invaded Poland, which would have been the third of September, uh, a U-boat sank uh, the Athenia, and uh, the first Americans died on that too. I think there were a hundred people killed, and Hitler flipped out because he was afraid it was going to be a new Lusitania. Yeah, uh, get the United it, States they, involved. They, the U-boat captain uh, sank it by mistake. He thought it was a troop carrier, mm -hmm. and because um, they had the blackouts and stuff going on, and they um, they were Hitler flipped out because he yeah. was afraid it was going to be an excuse for the United States in, to enter the war. So well, they actually up. spanked him. Huh? He, he brought him back to Germany and spanked him may himself. May have, may have. Yeah, that. flogged him, tied him up to a pole, stripped his drawers down. The, the, he stayed. I read this thing about this captain. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but he he. He didn't get demoted, but he never got promoted any time. He never again. got promoted again during the war. You know, one of the things you want to do, and I make fun of our friends up north, Timmy. Mm -hmm. Our Canadian friends. Our Canadian uh, like, friends. Uh, Shirley Strap. Shirley and Christy Lee yes. and uh, all those other crazy bastards that live up there. But the one thing you don't want to do, and I, you know, I'll, I'll take my shots at them, but you don't want to go to war with Canada and Australia. Why you is know? that? Because the fucking people are crazy, Timmy. <laughs> I mean, they, they go out and hunt moose with a knife. Yeah. You yeah. know, these are not people you want to fool with. So anyway. That's um, a good point. He was in the Canadian Air Force. He shot down over France. Yeah. So uh, was, at that point, the U.S. had not entered the war. <clears throat> yeah. So her husband, who immigrated to. But Canada was all over yeah, this shit. Because they, they were like, their dominion. So mm -hmm. he goes and volunteers for the Canadian Air Force, and he's shot down and killed. Now, the girl's brother, Thomas, who, uh, like Diana and Unity, had fascist leanings, joined the British Armed Forces. But he refused to fight against Germany, so he, he went and fought in the Asian theater, where the Japanese instead would be killed, and he would be killed in action. Well, they were fucking fascists. I mean, why would... <laughs> I, I'm not really sure what he was thinking, yeah, except that they were, they were smaller fascists. I don't well, know. Well, he probably was, was racist, too, and yeah. he, probably he probably got the kick out of... Uh, fighting Asians or something. Who knows? Yeah, that was it's, not a theater. philosophy is so You did not want to me. be in that theater, Timmy, the Asian theater. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean. That made uh, D-Day look anyway, like a picnic over there. Uh, he's gone. So. so Diana and her husband were released from prison after the war, despite an open letter in the English newspapers brought by her sister Jessica calling for continued imprisonment. <laughs> and Jessica and was not And her. encouraging treason charges be brought against her older sister. And that's because she wanted the room to herself, Timmy. Oh, you think? No, Jessica... She's in the U.S. at this time. Oh, okay, that's right. Jessica's in her. I don't, I don't, I'm going to let you continue, but she ends up marrying a civil rights attorney. Mm -hmm. And she was big in the civil rights movement here in the United States. Oh, really? States. Yeah. And she ends up getting pulled in front of the. It's kind of ironic because her sister, of course, went to jail because she was a fascist in England. Mm -hmm. 
Jessica gets uh, threatened with jail by the uh, House Un-American Activities Committee. She had to go before them uh, because of her leftist leanings here in the United States and her work with the civil rights movement. She also wrote, uh, uh, it would end up being a best-selling author, she wrote a book on how uh, the funeral homes uh, kind of undercover. She went undercover in funeral mm-hmm. homes to see how they rip people off, whether grieving oh, really? and stuff. Yeah, it was a, it was a big uh, a hmm. hit, a uh, best-selling book. She had an interesting life. Well, yeah, they would both go on to writing careers, but they would never speak to each other again, Timmy. Her and Diana. Yeah. Now, Unity, she came home after, after the shooting, but she was never the same. And in 1948, Timmy, three years after the war, the bullet lodged in her brain caused an infection, and she died on the way to the hospital. So, see, her, her, her suicide attempt was successful. Yeah, it just took 13 years or some shit. <laughs> Three years. <laughs> Three years. So, anyway, there's been some speculation hmm. that she may have, that it was, uh, their relationship might have been physical. Physical. With her and her Hitler? Her and her Hitler. And it's even proposed that Unity gave birth to Hitler's child. Although these claims have never been substantiated, and her sister Jessica died in Oakland, California, 1966 at the age of 78. Now, her older sister died in August 2003 in Paris at the age of 93. And despite the death of 6 million Jewish people, Timmy, Diana never, re- never expressed any regret for supporting Hitler or the Nazis. Timmy. Yeah, she never denounced him even after the Holocaust. No. That was quite the family there, Colonel. Yeah, that's not... But they're a bunch of fun around the holidays. <laughs> I know. They don't celebrate any of them. Ugh, oh, man. Okay, Colonel, your last, your final thoughts on the Mitford sisters. Um, unless they had spectacular bosoms, Timmy, I don't think I would want anything to do with them. Yeah, I, they didn't look that hot. No, I've they didn't it. look that hot to me. No. And, and you know, if you're going to... If you're female... And, you know, and you're, you're was, a Nazi. Fe- you're a female Nazi. You're going to have to look hot, or you're, you know, you've not got some work. making up to do, Timmy. Really, it doesn't matter if you're a Nazi or not. You really need to look hot either way. Well, yeah, and but you know, Nazi women are not known for their sense of humor. No, no, you know, I like a funny not, woman. Yeah, I like a, if if I had to build Nazi the perfect women, women were those uh, real thick hoes. Yeah, yeah, the leader hoden. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and if I. Uh, See, if I had to build the perfect woman to uh-huh. me, I'd, I'd, I'd make her with, with big boobs mm-hmm. and a good sense of humor. Uh-huh. Um, and that's all, really. Yeah. No, and no no, uh, no vocal cords. Well, well, yeah, she'd need to have vocal cords to say stuff like, okay, Chuck, <laughs> or wow, that was awesome, Chuck, <laughs> or see. wow, that was spectacular, okay. Chuck. But limited vocabulary. Not limited vocabulary, uh, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So that's the story of the Midford sisters. Um, kind of an odd story. You know, I don't really like doing stories about Nazis, but sometimes we do them every once in a while. Colonel, um, we would like to thank all of our supporters on Patreon. We if would. you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to Patreon. Dot com slash history dweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee little bit to me. We got some new Patreon supporters, and we're we getting a lot of support from uh, everyone. We really, really appreciate. We hope everyone's having a wonderful holiday. And uh, Colonel, you want to give us some shout outs to our Patreon uh, supporters? Let's do that, Timmy. Let's do Heather Poole. Start with her. Lovely Heather Poole. Adam McWaters. We got 
um, lovely Marissa over at the Vanish podcast. Yes. Um, and speaking podcast. of lovely, we got the beautiful Christy Lee with the perfect teeth over Canadian True Crime and Insight, yes. Charlie and Ali. Who I would say, I would go on record and say Christy Lee is not a Nazi. She is absolutely, I would, I would assume she's not a Nazi, but she lives... Um, she's Nordic? She's, well, you know what? The thing about Christy Lee is she is pro-Toronto, Timmy. Yeah, well, yeah. So you think she's a little, there's a little nationalism going on there? I think there is. Right. I think there is. Um, although I will say, and I will admit, I've never been to a place where I've seen so many beautiful women as Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a it's an amazing city. place. Insight, Charlie and Allie. Yes, our good friends, Charlie and Allie. Allie, I crushed in that podcast for. Joe Clifford, Mistress Vader, Ron Monasterio, Tracy Smith, Jess, John V, Nene, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Christine Howard, Cheryl Weldon. Uh, let's see. We got Nicholas and Ryan, Julie Rodriguez, Michaela, um, James Seabright, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Terry Stafford. Shelly Garrett, Bridget McClavey, Brandy McBride, Bridget, Jennifer Savota, Maggie Glover. I like Maggie. Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Maja, my beautiful friend. Tyrone, Amber Scoville, Marsha Boris, Stacey Alsop, Jody, Jody Wells, Jody and Sean. Amber Anderson, <clears throat> our friends from They Walk Among Us, Ben and Roseanne. Yeah. The number one true crime podcast, or number one podcast in the UK. In the UK, yeah. Yes. Amazing. I mean, yes. it's not amazing because of that good, but I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I it's amazing that they're friends with us. I bet Rosanna is. She looks Churchillian to me. She's very, uh, very intelligent, well-read. Yeah, I can She's see a that. lot more attractive than Winston was, though. She's a lot more attractive than those Middleton girls, too. Yeah, oh, very much more, yeah. Um, Lorna Violet, Mike Deo, Kelly Charette, Karen Widener, the lovely Callie, <clears throat> Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike from Pleasing Terrace, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, Joe from Now America, Catherine Cockerodgerson, Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Aaron, Kimberly Cambron, Elise, Dan from History Goes Bump, Annette Petray, Lise. Jahara, Alicia and Chip, Marika Smith, Jeff and Don, Chestnut, yes. lovely Don. And they have that uh, Backroads to History. Backroads to History podcast. Poems by Jeff. And poems Backroads to History is really good. It really Ka is. Well, but they both are, but that <coughs> Backroads to History is really good. Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Cindy Lou, of course, Christine Malat Malachinsky. Um, of course, the one and only Rudy the Wonder Dog, Timmy. Yeah, and Rudy just had a birthday. Had a birthday six years old yesterday. Yes. We Happy took birthday, him to Rudy. a restaurant that allows dogs, a uh, brewery. Um, uh, our wonderful, should, wonderful uh, maybe friend. Maybe you should send him to um, Trump, since Trump does not have a dog. No, you know what? My my is, fear is would be... Is Rudy an independent voter? Um. He's he's no Rudy is a uh, Rudy is a brown dog Democrat to me. I did not know that. Yeah, he's a brown dog Democrat. Okay, and uh, he he damn near socialist. Timmy. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, because well, look at him. He ain't got no job or nothing. <laughs> I mean, he's, See, Rudy, he's living off the Rudy's government. Rudy's pretty he much a communist. Yeah. Tit. Is that what you're he does? He lives off off the Walters teats. 
<laughs> so uh, in our in our wonderful wonderful friend Lady Beverly, and the lovely Lady Beverly, and our our the 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 matriarch of our show, Timmy, the lovely Dottie. Okay, and that's got all of our new ones as well. It does. Julia Rodriguez, Michaela, and Nicholas and Ryan. All right. We thank you guys for supporting us on Patreon. As uh, as I said, if you want to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs. Thank you all for joining us. Um, we'll, we, you know, some of these, we like to do these podcasts when all three of us are available, but sometimes that's not possible. We're still trying to get them out, even if we just have uh, two of us. So uh, Brandy yeah. will be back uh, after she gets off her drunk. And, uh, is, yeah, gets that ankle bracelet off and yeah, can come and to work. she'll be back joining us. But until then, we'll see you next time on History Dweeves. Bye, Good day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.